Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another glorious episode of the Tents and Tabernacles podcast, where we meet God through the person of Jesus Christ. Because I was worried about all this stuff, and I'm like, you know what? If I just focus on what God wants me to do, focus on His Word, focus on getting the Word to people, then everything else is going to come, right? Yay! Episode 15. We're trucking yep. along. Episode yep. 15. That's a, that's Before a you good know number. it, we'll be, we'll be at 20. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I was just, I've been watching so many people's podcasts lately, and mm-hmm. I'm just like looking at what episode they're on, and you know, I'm thinking about how long people have been on, and I'm just yeah. like, you know, it can really go somewhere if you really keep at it. So... This is our beginning stages, and I, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and where to see where it's where where Tents and Tabernacles is in a year or two. Right. This is the last one of 2021. Oh, it is. It is. So happy New Year. Yep. Right. I, yep. Should I say it now? Yes, I should say it now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, Happy New Year. Um, how was your Christmas? Do you want to tell the listeners about your Christmas? Oh, it was wonderful. Mm. We went to Arkansas and came back. It was great. Whose family like is in Arkansas? Arkansas? Yours or your, or your husband? My husband's. Oh, okay. My family's in Memphis. Oh, but that's not too far, is it? Is it far from Arkansas? Yeah. Uh, no. Depending no, on where. But where his family is in Arkansas is not like deep in Arkansas, so like. You still have to go through Arkansas to get to Memphis. So, mm-hmm. like, they're like right outside Texarkana. So, they're more on the Texas side than the Arkansas side. Okay. Okay. I always thought it was close because I have a friend who's from so. Forest City, Arkansas, but she always um, tells people she's from Memphis. Like, yeah, so that might, that might be on the other side of Arkansas then, mm-hmm. because so they're from Stamps, which is literally like, like I said, right outside of Texarkana. Oh, okay, well, awesome. I didn't go anywhere. My Christmas was pretty good. It was oh, you know, good as it could be. I feel like sometimes the magic is gone a little bit just because COVID is just like. You know, we had to get tests beforehand, and it was just all this, like, we're in limbo, or are we going to get together or not? And it's kind of annoying, but it was good. I, we got together. We ended up getting together. It wasn't, you know, we didn't eat like we normally did. We tried to take some precautions, but it was good all in all. The kids had fun, and that's probably the most important part. Uh, But, yeah, let's. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we are going to start this episode today we are talking about some good stuff so let's get started um dear heavenly father we thank you for this time we lift up your name we magnify your name we just hope that what is said tonight is correct that it comes from you and that it um it only helps people And we are going to talk about some topics tonight that could be a little um, upsetting to some people. It depends, but we just hope that you, your word shines through us and that what we say is going to be a blessing. 
to the audience. And so in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. So today we're going to start with, uh, how did we end last time? Something's going on with David. David is the king. We already established Mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't know where we left off, but my, in my notes, the first thing I have written down is David's kindness to Mephibosheth. Is that yeah, because, okay, so I think we finished with David winning some battles. Yes, probably. No, mm-hmm. no. We ended off with him dancing. Naked, but not naked. And, well, not naked, because he don't need an OnlyFans. Yes. He don't get it. <laughs> Go back and listen to the last episode. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so we ended up with David and Michael, and Michael be tripping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, about him, you know, dancing before the Lord or whatever in front of the females yes. and whatnot. Yeah. So after the Ark came back, then they're, like, settled or whatever in the, the kingdom in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And then now we have Mephibosheth, right? Yes. So one day... David was like, is there anybody left in the line of Saul? I want to bless them. And um, his servant was like, yeah, there's this one dude named Mephibosheth. He's out in Lodabar. Um, But like, that's it. And then uh, David was like, bet, go get him. And I'm going to bless him. So they go to get Mephibosheth. So here's the thing about Mephibosheth. This is this is why it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Because this is explaining the blessing of a person who was crippled, but not by his own means. So his, um, after Saul killed himself or, you know, unalived himself, um, <laughs> um, there was like this huge uproar or whatever and people were like fleeing the castle or wherever they lived I don't know if it was a castle or not but like fleeing the kingdom the palace you know, know the royal, pa- the royal, the royal place. places yeah um, so they were fleeing and like the one of the uh, I don't know if it was a wet nurse or a handmaid or something one of the maids one of the like nannies I guess modern day one of the nannies was carrying Mephibosheth out and she I guess she tripped and when he fell it like broke his legs and he wasn't able to walk again because this mm-hmm. was he was a baby yeah it so, was like didn't his like feet get crushed or something yeah yeah so um so he wasn't able to walk anymore and so now he's in Lodabar and I've heard I don't well I could probably look this up but um, the last time I looked this up after somebody had said it was that Lodabar means like desolate place. Oh. And so okay. like he was pretty much out there in the middle of nowhere, like just ultimate separation from anything good and he's crippled and it wasn't his fault. Oh, so man. for me, like, I really like connected with Mephibosheth because Mm -hmm. his injuries and the stuff that he was dealing with that made him feel less than that made him feel unworthy to be in the presence of anyone for that matter wasn't even his fault someone else's mistake caused him these wounds 
Um, and so that kind of <laughs> that that really um connected with me because you know of my childhood and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, so yeah, David goes to get Mephibosheth out of Lodabar. And when he brings him into the palace, Mephibosheth thinks that um, David's going to kill him. He knows he's like the last one. So yeah. he thinks because of how his grandfather Saul and like their Saul's issue with David, Mephibosheth thinks that, that David, I mean, yeah, that David's going to kill him. But he's trying, but David's trying to bless Mephibosheth because he is in connection with Jonathan. So this is like this beautiful picture of grace because David wants to extend blessing and provision and acceptance and for lack of a better term adoption because Mephibosheth now becomes like part of the court almost like like he has um like he eats at the king's table he eats with yeah so um like he doesn't eat with the servants he eats with with the king he eats with David every day for the rest of his life is what David said. Like, you're going to eat with me. And so for you to be able to eat at the King's table, um, like you had to be, be royalty or royalty adjacent. Right. Yeah. So it's, we're seeing this picture of David going on behalf of Jonathan, whom he's in covenant with. Yes. Yes. To, um, to bless Mephibosheth who didn't deserve it, didn't earn it, um, mm. was just in connection to Jonathan, yeah. was just related to Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And so David is um in the in the the role of God here because God is blessing us, Mephibosheth, because of Jesus, Jonathan. And it's just this beautiful picture of grace. And so um, all we know after that, or at least as far as I, as far as we've read is that um, Mephibosheth is now in, you know, in the palace with, with, uh, with David and uh, oh goodness, goodness, goodness. Come on, come on, come on. Why is my phone doing this? Um, and it you don't okay and also you don't find out or like it doesn't explicitly say this until after david has blessed him and made him like one of the king's sons and um gave uh ziba which is the servant that david asked to go and get him gave ziba and all of ziba's um sons to mephibosheth as servants um you don't find out or at least it's not said until the very last verse of the chapter that's about Mephibosheth that he was lame in both feet. Mm, it's really? like, yeah. So oh. um when so it bring so yeah, so the scriptures bring up Mephibosheth when his feet were were broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like back 
when Saul died or whatever, mm-hmm. it ta- it mentions him, but then doesn't mention him again. So we don't yeah. know where he went or anything until this chapter. And the whole chapter is talking about the grace that's being extended to him. And it's not until the end that we actually identify or at least are reminded of his flaw, mm-hmm. which is that he's lame in both feet. And it's just like all of this has covered the fact that he was lame in both feet. It's like, yeah. And it says, Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate always at the king's table. And that's the portion that we have now. Like, it's the last thing on on, on God's mind, what is wrong with us? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. I was thinking that too. When, when I was reading it, I was like, he was shown that kindness just based on who his dad was, based on who he knew, like. That's it. It's not because of anything you did. Nope. Nobody asked what you've done. Nope. It's just I know I know your dad, and I have a deal with your dad, and um, so therefore you can have whatever you want. Yep. Like, yeah. and he didn't think he was worthy of it. I wrote down um, that Mephibosheth paid homage and said, "What is your servant that you take an interest?" In a dead dog like me. Yeah. Like just I mean, he probably who knows, maybe he had given up on, you know, life. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was just like, I'm a cripple. You know, back then for sure. Even now, you know, there's more awareness and you know, but back mm-hmm. then, if you were crippled, I mean, you were almost useless. Like if he wasn't right. Jonathan's son, just period, I mean, who knows where he would have ended up? Cause yeah. Nobody, nobody, he probably would have just died if he didn't have people assigned to take care of him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought that was interesting that he was like, he considered himself a dead dog. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I just, I love it. That's why I love it. Cause I'm like, I is Mofibashev. Yes. Mofibashev is like me. Low key later, I'll tell you this earlier that Mofibashev. I got to reread it, but I was like, wait, did he betray David later on? Low key? When when David's son betrays him. I have to reread it. What, when Absalom? Yes, was something happened when Absalom was, was doing his thing that Mephibosheth was like, something about, is this the guy who was going against my grandfather? Something. Oh, the I'm gonna have to reread it. I have to reread it, but but I mean, hey, still me. I mean, no, <laughs> it's, still, it's still it's still it's still me. If we're it's being still honest. us, but it's like <laughs> when I was reading it, I was just like, wait a second, I you supposed to be at the table with me, right? We supposed to be eating together for the rest of your life, and yeah. You I don't know where. I don't know if I can find it quickly, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it later because it'll go with my story later yeah so now after that i we're gonna get to the famous story of david and bathsheba Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you're not familiar with the story it's a story where i mean i mean some people may not be familiar with it but it's a very famous story about when david um who was supposed to be at war but he stayed behind 
for some right. reason, this guy is a very big military guy. All of a sudden, now that you're in the kidding, wrong place. You got your palace. You're not going out to war it, for some reason. It's interesting. Um, so he's back at the palace. There's nobody really around. He just looks over um, off the top of the palace roof, and he sees a woman bathing outside. Um, and then he tells his service, hey, go get that girl for me. And then he brings her back, and they have sex. Mm-hmm. That's the gist of the story. So that's what we're about, about to discuss. Yep. So first of all, I wrote down that it was like the time for war. It was springtime, apparently. Apparently, you go to war in springtime because you can't go to war in wintertime. So like you could be at war with a country, and hmm. when it gets cold, it's like, okay, we're going to go back to our country. But when the spring comes around, we're pause. It's, it's on. It's on again. So... Um, yeah, so the fighting was resuming, and I wrote down said David stayed behind. Why he's I, I still don't understand. Um, I wrote down if David had had his attention where God wanted it, he would not have been at the palace exactly getting, getting tempted. Not that exactly. I mean, you know, like we don't know, but I just feel like his he was already in the mind space of like you're not focused right now yeah you yeah know? like he got real lax because it mm-hmm. said that when kings normally go out to war like it, yeah. everybody was doing this yeah like this is the time you had a role yeah and you and it's weird because we we literally just finished reading a large portion of scripture where david is literally fighting a war every day and David sent somebody else in his place. That was, I didn't notice that until like just now. Yeah. He sent Joab was like, you go, I'm going to stay here. Mm-hmm. A lot of times just like, I don't know if David's getting older now, but it's, it seems as though he's always sending Joab to do something. And then Joab, sometimes he does stuff behind David's back, but it's like, yeah. David, you should just been out there yourself. Exactly. Cause Joab is really not trustworthy actually. Uh, he's like loyal but he's like not nah, he's not gonna do what you say and I'll, I'll i'll get to that when we get to um i'll touch on absalom but um he saw bathsheba after he took a nap who saw he, that bathsheba after he took a nap david he david saw her after? Took a nap yes this was like afternoon david took a nap Got out of bed, started walking around the roof of his palace, and saw her. Dude was big chilling. He was like, I ain't out there. I ain't got no responsibilities now. And he don't have no responsibilities. At all. He's like, I don't feel like doing anything. I'm just going to lay in my bed. Like, he legit was chilling hard. Yeah. And he's already... I I read this, that it was like... um, this is not where David's problem started. David's problem started when he started taking more than one wife many chapters ago. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of people will look at the Bible, look at David, look at Solomon and say, look, God supports uh, polygamy. Look how many wives they had. There's no part in the Bible that says God uh, condoned this. Right. Most every time actually that these people did these things they were punished in a way there was judgment that happened it wasn't just like their lives were hunky-dory and david and solomon are no exception right solomon actually i feel like he writes 
Ecclesiastes, it basically tells you, hey, all those women was actually a bad idea. <laughs> People forget that part. He yeah. actually wrote a whole book like, hey, actually just focus on God and that's all you need to do. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I would like, oh, wait, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. He he started taking more than one wife. That shows a lack of his romantic restraint. And he was already indulging in his passion. So Bathsheba mm-hmm. was just like the climax of, she was just the one that was going to put the whole yeah. domino going going into motion. Right. So I, I wonder, what do you think she her reaction was when they came to get her? Okay, okay. So hear, hear, hear me out, hear me out. When I was reading this, I was envisioning because it's very vague. Hamilton. Now, Hamilton. Have you watched the musical? I have. <laughs> I have watched Hamilton. Like I feel like Bathsheba was like gave a Mariah Reynolds moment, you know? Uh huh. Um, I don't feel like she was. I, I, Part of me doesn't think that she was bathing on the roof at that moment by accident. No, you think? But only because well, she was on the roof. She was like in her house. She was in her house. She wasn't at the palace. He was on the roof of the palace, and she was bathing oh. below. Yeah, he. It just says he looked out over the city. Yeah, he was just being was a bathing. creeper. But like he didn't like she didn't do she didn't contest it. Hold on. You think that she did not have to be coerced? Yeah. Like it it just says it say she anything. came to the palace. It doesn't say that she It doesn't like, say a thing. It just says she went. And there are a lot of, I've seen it's been a while, but I've seen some TikTok videos where there was a woman she was talking about how Bathsheba could have felt coerced just based off of David's power in his position. That's like, fair. are you gonna tell the king you're not coming? That's fair. There's woman in 2021 who wins who would be like, yeah, okay, like, and <laughs> I also wrote down, uh, do you think they had to wait for her to get dressed, or was she already like dressed and back in the house when they came to get her. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. That makes sense. But still, I saw her as Mariah Reynolds. But you right. This is the Bible and not Hamilton. But, okay. I mean, we just never know. She could have been happy to get the attention of the king. She also could have just been like, I don't really know what's going on. She... I don't know. If, uh, we yeah. don't know. And it's we'll like it's all out. speculation. Like we have no idea. The scriptures. Yeah, I wish we did. Though, they but... don't give an insight into her ideas of this. It yeah. just says that um, someone went to find her, and when she came to the palace, he slept with her. And but what we do find out is that she just finished her cycle, and so she had just finished her purification mm-hmm. after the cycle, which is a week after your cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it two mm-hmm. weeks? Yeah, which is why she was ovulating. Which exactly. Is why she got it was two weeks. Yeah. So, which mm-hmm. is why she was ovulating. And then two weeks after that, found out she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I read that it was like it was a point to put that in there. So 
there was no question that the baby was David's, not her husband. Yeah. We don't know when the last time she had sex with her husband was. Because her husband's been at war, right? Except for David was like, hey, yo, Joab. Oh, look, look this is the thing. David, okay, so David gets her pregnant, right? And he's like, oh, okay, how am I going to fix this? This is where you always go wrong, trying to fix your own sin. Yes, you only you're gonna just make it more. You're gonna make it worse. So he tells them to bring Uriah in from war, and he's like, Uriah, you know, you you've been working hard. Why don't yeah. you go home and sleep with your wife? And Uriah doesn't go home. He's like, he doesn't feel right about it. He's like, all my guys are at war. I could never, I could never just go home and just. Sleep you know, with my wife. No one else gets more... with their wife, and I'm I'm just here. Yes, showing that he's more honorable than David is at this point. Yeah. So then, I think later, I don't know how many days later it was now, but he invites him in again. But this time he gets him drunk because he's thinking for sure if I get him drunk, he's gonna go home and have sex with his wife, and then no one's gonna know what I did because. Who's going to know? Whose baby is it? Not mine. What you mean? Yeah. Doesn't work. Uriah like goes to the bottom of the steps and falls asleep with, with yeah. some other people. With like some other soldiers or whatever. <coughs> so finally, David's like, well, since this guy just does not want to go have sex with his wife, I'm going to have to kill him. That's the, that's that, the only That's way. the only logical next step. Like, it's like, you know, I tried to get him to sleep with his wife twice. I mean... He gotta go. I'm just Fool gonna have once, to go. shame on me. For me twice, shame on you. For me a yes. third time, not again. Like yeah, yeah. And then he. It's the fact that he sent the note with Uriah. Uriah passed the note <laughs> to Joab that said, "Put him on the front line so that he dies." Basically. And Joab, that's why I say Joab is real loyal, but he's also very corrupt because he does stuff like that. And then he also like doesn't follow directions to the T either. But see, the thing is, and like I'm pretty sure, okay, it doesn't say this, but because it, of Joab's response after Uriah had died, Joab tried to make it look like an accident by sending multiple people to the wall. Like he didn't just send Uriah to the wall yeah. to get slaughtered. He sent a few a people, yeah, with Uriah to the place so that it so that he could cover it up. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, the person was like, "Bro, um, David's gonna be mad because David has killed." Um, both people that killed somebody unhonorably or whatever, right? Like he, like David, he don't play with that. Mm. And Job's like, just tell him that Uriah the Hittite is dead. He'll be fine. What? <laughs> That's all he want to know. That's all he cares about. Trust me. That's basically what he said. That he poor like messenger came back and was like, um, David, um, we tried really hard and we fought like hard a lot, whatever. And like they was coming for us. And so like we stood in front of the wall. Like I know he wasn't supposed to stand in front of the wall, but like uh, Uriah the Hittite is dead. David goes, what? You have brought me good news. Bet. <laughs> Say less. 
Yeah, yeah. Very, very evil in the sight of the Lord. And it says that um, in, in the Bible that it's, what does it say? It says something like God considered what David did evil. So yeah. I don't even know why people think that David was going to get away away with this. Yeah. So, okay. When I read that, I was like, so God wasn't covering up his sin? No, no. Because that's like, I never got to the point. Well, okay. I knew of the story. So I'd mm-hmm. heard the story told. And I guess keep going into the, the child part because I don't want to jump ahead. Oh, yes. Okay. So before I even uh say that part, I wrote down when she left after they had sex, it says like she went back home, like after they were done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was an ancient walk of shame. Bro, <laughs> yes. That was that was a one night stand and she yeah yeah. i mean she may have had a great time honestly i don't they don't talk about what kind of woman Bathsheba was if she was um you know who knows she could have had a good time she could have been coerced she could have been sad we will never know we will never but it's it isn't fair to paint her as a harlot if we don't really know true Um, yeah because she could have just been a regular lady who look did. David was probably singing to her and stuff. He you probably know? was like, doing a lot. She probably was like, you know what? Right been gone for a long time. For a minute. You know? Girl, I want to know your name. Mm. Yes, mm. that's how David was David was rapping to her. David was trying to get her for real. Yes. So um. <laughs> the next part of the story is basically God tells Nathan, the prophet, your boy is wilding. I need you to go tell him this parable um, to teach him a lesson. So Nathan goes and he tells him the story about this rich man and this poor man. And this rich man who has like all this cattle, all this sheep, all this stuff. And there's a poor man who only has like one little lamb. And the lamb like eats off the human's plates and it's like their little pet. And the, I'm like, is that how you see someone's wife? But go and on. Rich, and the rich man uh, has a guest come, and he's like, "Oh, I need to prepare food. I'm gonna go steal the poor man's one little lamb." And Nathan tells David the story, and David gets really mad. He gets super mad, and he's like, "This person, first of all, nobody asked you for a judgment. He just told the story. He's like, this man must die." And Nathan's like. <laughs> The man is you, actually. I know what you did. That's you, my boy. Oh, no. I have sinned. Actually, before this, I think before Nathan, is it before Nathan comes and tells him this? He takes Bathsheba as his wife. He lets her go through the period of mourning for Uriah. um, And then he takes her as his wife because she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. You know, He, he don't really know her to... I mean, he doesn't care. He has how many wives by now? Right. And concubines. Um, But anyway, so once David figures out that he's been caught, he's like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. I am a terrible person. So I'm trying to think about even now. Actually, my notes stopped, but I'm off the cuff now because I kind of know the story. Something that kind of hit me funny was in the Psalms that... um, in the psalm that was 
in correlation with that so like mm-hmm. this was after nathan had told him the story and he was repenting david said i have sinned against god only like i have only sinned against god mm-hmm. not the fact that he just killed a, a human being like <laughs> like don't you think you might have sinned against Bathsheba too like yeah I like yeah know. so she probably miss uriah like did she hate him it don't say that she mourned the dude so like i mean but isn't the mourning the period of mourning is like kind of imposed upon people like you have to go through it really? like even if you didn't really care about your husband mm-hmm. you had to go through the period of mourning you had to wear the widow's clothes for however long we don't know nothing even about Bathsheba Abigail had to do that too other than the fact that she was in a bath we don't know anything David. about her we don't know anything about her psyche we don't know nothing about her like mental whatever like what happened her emotionally we know nothing all we know is that she got pregnant by the king who's david and um her husband was killed on purpose because she got pregnant by david do you think that she knew why he got killed or she he's at war and there's always a chance he could be killed do you think i don't know she was in on the plot i don't think she was in on the plot but I don't know how in the know you have to be to like come up with that. Yeah. She might it have figured it out. She probably figured it out later. Like, Hold yeah, on. it's like now my husband's dead. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so now I'm going off the cuff because I have no more notes. But yeah. after this, um, Nathan's talking to David and he basically tells him, so Bathsheba gets pregnant, right? He tells him that the baby is like not gonna live the baby's gonna die and this part to me is so important because if you've ever heard the story of david and bathsheba i don't even know how people talk about it at church but i have never heard the part about the punishment of david right me either that's what i was gonna say yeah people talk about david you know being a man after god's own heart and he definitely was um and and this story to me when the baby dies actually shows just how much he is a man after God's own heart because so Nathan tells him the baby's going to die. I think she has the baby or whatever. The baby gets struck. God strikes the baby with like an illness or whatever. David fasts and prays for like seven days while the baby's going through it. Just in case he knows the sentence already, the judgment, but he's like, just in case God will change his mind. If I, you never know. So as soon as the baby dies and he finds out the baby dies, he gets up, he washes his face, he goes to eat. He didn't he doesn't even eat, you know, he's fasting, he's pray, praying, he doesn't eat for a week. When the baby dies, he worships the Lord, he cleans his face, he goes to eat. And to me, when I first read that, I was shocked. I was like, wait. And so was everybody in the palace like he, he he's worshiping. Excuse me. Like me. most people, they're they're looking at him like, wait. You would been doing all this carrying on when the baby was alive. Now the baby's gone. And then David was just like, well, the baby's gone now. What you want me to do? Like, yeah. God said what he said. I still trust God. He deserves the praise. And I'm about to go eat now. Like, Basically. I don't know why that's not preaching church. Yeah. So like, I've always, like, been under the assumption. I don't know if this was something that I I had heard 
or just a conglomerate of like everyone's opinions on the matter. But I've always heard it as if God taking the baby as a means to cover up David's sin. Mm-hmm. And, and I've never noticed that David did not want that. So like, <clears throat> I didn't know that David was like, no, don't take my child. Like, that's still my child. Whether it was a mistake or not, that's still my child. Mm -hmm. And David loves his kids. Like, think about his kids betray him and everything. And he still is like, it's my baby. Yeah. He's trying not to be the dad that he had. You know? Well, that's Mm -hmm. just conjecture. But that would make sense. But um, it was okay. He just forgot him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He forgot about him basically um yeah but yeah it's just like like when people talk about how i i think i heard this on um <clears throat> on Jackie Hill Perry's one of her podcasts i think it was her and her husband talking about it mm-hmm. about her book holier than thou and um they were saying like talking about this and how God dealt with David um and basically they were like um how people people ask like how does David get off like how does David do all this stuff and it and still lives and like he just gets off scot free mm-hmm. and i just want to dispel that myth like like god punished him yeah um and not only that he not cursed his whole line but there was a judgment on his line on his family line after that that they will live by the sword that yeah um mm-hmm. something something else about like no i was gonna, that- i was gonna say that too because it's like that was just one of the first things that happens because even after that is when um his daughter, he has a, he he has a daughter named Tamar. I can't believe yeah. I almost forgot that. And his that, daughter Tamar gonna come out next week. Yeah, is that next week? Uh huh. Because that's oh. this week's content. So the oh the okay, so I save it because that came Monday. Oh okay, but think about that. We're gonna go into it next week, but there are all these things that happen after this thing that, like you said, is cursing his line. Mm-hmm. Something happens to his daughter. One of his sons betrays him. Yeah, it's, it's just a bunch. It's a bunch of stuff. It so. says, it says, um, uh, yeah. So he, so God says, from this time on, your family will live by the sword because you have despised me by taking Uriah's wife to be your own. This mm-hmm. is what the Lord says: because of what you have done, I will cause your own household to rebel against you. I will give your wives to another man before your very eyes, and mm-hmm. he will go to bed with them in public view. Mm-hmm. You did it secretly, but I will make this happen to you openly in the sight of all. Israel you know what's so crazy about that and it is for next week's reading but I read it already (laughs) yeah just so sneak peek his son who betrays him goes back to the palace when David David runs away because he's I don't even know what David's doing he's always running yeah and he's a lover his son 
goes to the palace because David leaves his concubines there to take care of the palace. Mm-hmm. Like, like David's fleeing, but he's like, y'all stay here and take care of the palace, though, the concubines. And his son, Absalom, goes to the palace and takes all his concubines and sleeps with them in sight of all of Israel on, like, the palace roof. And God, God was talking about his son. That's crazy. That was a prophecy. That was crazy. Like, yeah. I just realized that, actually, when you just said that, I was like, wait. That I didn't know happened. that. I hadn't gotten there yet. That's yes, crazy, bro. Yeah. I just realized that. What mm-hmm. God says he's going to do is going to do, bro. Like, and so David did not get off scot-free. This was not, oh, God, David was a man after God's own heart. So like he could do no wrong. No. no. God was like, come here, little dude. Come yeah. here. Yeah, you done messed like... up. I forgive you so mm-hmm. you won't die because of this sin. Yeah. But just know there are repercussions because of the judgment you have brought on yourself by doing mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. I so, know. Um, yeah, the baby dying wasn't a way to cover up the I sin. I would have never even thought that. But like I said, I had never heard that part of the story until I read the Bible for myself. So I never once thought, oh, they trying to cover up David's sin. My first thought was like, oh, man, like he to me that was heartbreaking like i couldn't imagine my child dying the child being let the, he let the child be born yeah you know what i'm saying like he could have caused her to miscarry at any time when she was pregnant or or just any it could have went any way but you the baby i was actually born and then got sick that's tragic yeah like and i think about Bathsheba too we thinking about we see it from David's point of view. He's, he's but now Bathsheba has Lord. lost her husband Bathsheba, and her son. The post, like the the hormones. My goodness, like who had Bathsheba's back? On me, cause like, cause that, she listen. She, she was already in like postpartum from for uh post. Yeah, she was like depression. depression. Yeah, literally. She was literally clearly in postpartum. Then her her child dies, and she was just got out of mourning for her husband, like you said. And I don't know what, what I, I don't I don't know what kind of therapy they had back then. I don't know, but I, when I think about it from a woman's perspective, Bathsheba was going through it. Like imagine, I mean, like don't imagine this too hard because this is definitely a very hard thing to think about. But it's like imagine, like. This is a baby. Like, this isn't like a three-year-old. Your body is still responding to that baby. Mm-hmm. And now the baby is gone. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, until you, until your milk dries up, like, that's a constant reminder. Like, all that thing. And then, you know, I feel for any woman who has lost a child. I really do. Because, like, I, I couldn't even, I can't even imagine I couldn't even imagine that, and let alone a baby. Like I could, I couldn't even imagine that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and she just lost her husband too. It's just like, dang, dude. Like no one, yeah. Somebody give her a she, hug. She didn't ask for this. She didn't ask to be called to the palace. She, she was did. trying to take a bath. Her period had just ended. She's just trying to clean herself off. And David just thrust her into this life that. Not saying that she's super, like she's f- free from fault because, right? Because you know, she didn't know we she don't was know. Married, so. We don't know if she said no. I don't want to. We don't know if she said cool. We just don't know. 
Yeah. It could she could be at no fault. She could be at some fault. Yeah. We don't know. But I don't think that she really asked for that. Like I think she was pretty content with her life with Uriah and you know, she was probably good. Yeah. I think cuz cuz Uriah was like one of like the he was one of the leaders. He wasn't like the commander, but he's like one of the the like the, you know, the mm-hmm. higher ups. He's ranked. And I want to say I read that she I forgot who who they said her dad was, but he was like a ranked person too. So it was like she wasn't just some random girl. She she's like a girl of some prestige. So probably probably why she living close to the palace where he can kind of probably. see her. She already a rich girl, rich rich daddy. Probably. Um yeah. Yeah, but that's hey. is that all I had? I thought like that was a very short episode. It was. You you sure we ain't had nothing else? No. We did have a lot of psalms and then now apparently I don't know where I'm at because I thought I I thought that I had but that was like but you're right. That was what I read today and today is mm-hmm. Wednesday. Yeah. Not Sunday or Monday. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's it. That's that's all we had. We talked about Mephibosheth and how he relates to us and Jesus. And then we talked about the untold stories of David and Bathsheba. I would love to know people's opinions and they're leaving in the comments um, or leave it somewhere, wherever it is. DM us. I want to know what you think. Do you think that Bathsheba wanted to go? Did she not want to go? I want to know. I want to know what other people think because, I mean, who, we'll never know, but I want to know what you think. Yep. Yeah. But we will be back next week talking more about David and his crazy family. He had a crazy family, too. A lot of dysfunctional families. Yeah. But see, that's what happens when you have multiple wives. That part. That is a common. And still somebody else's wife and then kill him. That's, That's what happens. You got, all, you got all these kids running around with different mamas, different, you know. Um, but yeah, we'll get we'll get to some of his children next episode. So with that, we thank you for watching. We bid you adieu. Um, click click all the buttons. Hit all the links. Share share our episode. Do all the stuff we need you to do, and we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you.